Welcome to the Revolutionary CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Lynch, wine lover, brand snob, proud boy mom, and Atlanta-based entrepreneur. When I was laid off from my dream marketing job at eight weeks pregnant, I knew I couldn't rely on corporations to provide me with a stable income. I launched my own business and hit six figures in my first full year as a business owner. I want to help other female service-based entrepreneurs and coaches build and leverage their brand authority so they can confidently sell their services and programs at a premium price point to create a lasting legacy and generate independent wealth. Tune in every Wednesday for solo episodes, expert guests, and interviews with amazing self-made multi-six and seven-figure women all about marketing, sales, mindset, self-care, entrepreneurship, and motherhood to inspire you and give you actionable steps to successfully market and sell your high ticket services and programs while having a life. Let's get into it. I am so excited to share this story on the podcast and dedicate some time to talk about quitting my full-time job. This is also feels like the right time to do this because I've made it a full year as a full-time entrepreneur. My anniversary was on July the 11th. And so I wanted to have a conversation because I think a lot of times when I meet with entrepreneurs, like I have coaching clients or what have you, I'll get questions like, you know, when did you know it was the right time to quit your job? Or I really want to quit my full-time job or I'm over my full-time job. And so I wanted to share even just my story all about why I quit my job and just how things have been going because there are so many things I wish I had known prior, so many decisions I wish I would have made sooner. And so I want to help someone else avoid some of the things that I missed some of the things that I wish I had done better and also to speed up the thought process for you. Okay, so let's dive in. So first of all, I started my business as it stands really in the summer of 2019. So the summer 2019, I started getting freelance clients again. Not that I haven't had them before, but I started getting them all of a sudden. Somebody reached out and they recommended me to someone else. And then that person recommended me and then so on and so forth. And then I started marketing it on Instagram. And so I started getting these clients and I was getting them, you know, pretty regularly, but because I was undercharging, I definitely wasn't in a position in 2019 to even be thinking about quitting my full-time job. But what I was thinking about is just how much great extra income I was making. So the goal at that time wasn't, oh, I'm going to quit my full-time job because this business is popping. I wasn't making enough for it to be popping. In fact, for the six months in, or, you know, five months really in you know, 2019 that I actually had my business and was working, I only made $6,000, like a little over 6,000. I think it was like $6,090. That is not enough money to quit your full-time job in six months or five months. (laughs) So it's not like I was thinking I was going to quit my job, but I did see that having a business was actually pretty cool because what it did allow me to do was make a lot of extra money for the things that I wanted. So I took my mom to Europe in September. And I remember being in Europe and a client wanted to make a payment and wanted me to do something for them, like run their Facebook ads. And they were also paying me for social media management. I remember them, you know, I set up Stripe. I set up Stripe when I was in Europe in my my hotel in Italy. (laughs) And the, the signal was super bad. So it took forever to get all this stuff set up. But I set up Stripe for the very first time. And I remember the person making a bigger payment than I was used to getting. I think I got like a $700, $800 payment. I was so excited. I was like, oh, we're going shopping in Italy, you know? (laughs) So I just remember being so excited about the possibilities of having, and I wasn't calling it a side hustle because I effing hate that term, 
But I was just like, you know, I'm a freelancer. That's how I saw myself because designers, we put ourselves in the category of freelancer. So that felt very natural. I'm just a freelancer. If I get some extra contracts, that's exciting. I was still doing work from Upwork, you know, clearly getting underpaid on Upwork. And I was excited about it. But, you know, toward the end of the year, I was like, you know, these clients, it's not that they weren't good clients. It's just that I clearly was being underpaid and I felt very undervalued and I was working a lot because I had my full time job and I also had a kid and all of these things were going on. And I was like, no, I need my business to make more money for me so I can at least feel like it's worth my time. And so toward the end of 2019, I took a course that taught you some additional skills. I wanted to do brand strategy. I wanted to learn how to officially do that in the capacity that I was doing the design. And then I no longer wanted to do social media management or anyone's ads. So I kind of cut all that stuff off by the holidays. And in January, I've told you guys the story before, I rebranded, had my professional photo shoot with my straight hair, and I relaunched and increased my prices. And you know the rest is history. But as the year started going on, I started making exponentially more money. Like I remember the first quarter of 2020, I had made more in that quarter than I had made all the previous year. So naturally, I was celebrating that. I made like seven or eight thousand dollars, but I only made you know six thousand the year before for all of the previous year. So for me, that was a big deal. I celebrated really like any win really early on. And I think that that's something that boosted my positivity and optimism in my business. I think a lot of times we forget to celebrate as entrepreneurs all of the wins. At that time, I wasn't thinking about a $10,000 launch. That wasn't even something that crossed my mind. I wasn't a part of that online space or community where that was the goal. It suddenly started becoming very trendy because it keeps happening for people, but it wasn't something that was being talked about every single day. So at that time, I was just being a normal person about having an online business. I just wanted to make more income. And as I started seeing myself make more income, it became more possible that I could actually do this full time. And so I invested in my first coach in March of 2020. And, you know, the first month of investing with her, I was still making, you know, basic money, but it was increasing. I remember, I think when I started working with her the month prior, I had made like maybe $4,000. Well, then that month, maybe I made six. And then the next month I made like eight, which was a big deal. Because then by June, I had a $16,000 month. So this is the first break in the story is right before I had that $16,000 month. So probably around May, I was taking my business more serious because I mean, I had a $6,000 month. Now that was me making basically what I was making in corporate, actually probably a little bit more. So in corporate, my salary was like 65000 and then I would get a quarterly bonus. So obviously I made more money. But what I saw on my check was me basically making the $65,000 a year. So that's not like a lot of money every single month. It's a little bit over $5,000. So for me to have a $6,000 month, I was like, you know what? I started feeling that, oh, it's possible to have this be my thing, right? Why would I work in corporate if I can make basically what I'm making? So my goals changed. From that point on, it was no longer about me being a freelancer. It was about how can I make what I'm making in corporate or at least double that so that I can safely quit my job. That's when it started becoming I want to quit my job because I became more obsessed with my business. I became more passionate about what was happening. I had also just started coaching in March. And so by you know May, I was like really into the coaching and loving it. My clients were getting results. I was seeing myself as sort of building some success as a coach. I had also drastically increased the prices of my design work. So now I was making, you know, four to $8,000 per client. So at this point, 
success seemed very attainable and I felt very confident in myself. And so again, it no longer was, I want to be a freelancer. It was like, how can I make this permanent? This is also around the time when I started opening up dialogue with my family and my husband to say, Hey, I think I want to really go full time in this, you know? So, so, you know, the conversation with my parents was a little bit easier. Well, my mom, my mom is my mom. So she's like, I got your back. I think that you would be amazing. You should go for it. If you feel like it's okay, maybe save some money for a little while. My dad's like, Oh my God, you better save. Cause what are you going to do? Like he comes with all the negativity and the concerns, you know, dads, but my husband by far was the least on board. He was like, this is shocking for me. I don't understand where this is coming from. You need to be making, you know, double your salary in corporate for at least a year. So he is very cautious. He's very risk averse. So this made sense, but I was trying to explain to my husband and what you try to explain to the people that you love is if you guys were me, you would understand, but I'm tired and I'm tired because I'm working a job that I don't actually like anymore. Like I no longer <laughs> loved my job. It was all I saw my job, my corporate job as is a barrier to me getting to what I really wanted to do. It's something that's standing in the way between me doing what I actually love, which was my business. And so every day I woke up to work, even though my coworkers were amazing and the company was amazing. I felt resentment toward my corporate job and it sucks to feel resentment because they were paying me well enough. You know, I was comfortable. I was happy. People didn't bother me. I didn't have a lot of, you know, my manager. I never had to talk to my manager. He lived in a different state. You know, I was a manager myself, so it didn't really matter. Life was coasting. Life was good, but I'm the kind of person, integrity is actually really big for me. And I felt bad taking money from this company when I was no longer passionate or really caring about my position there. And so I kept saying to my husband, I really just feel bad that I'm taking their money and I don't even care to be here anymore. And, you know, he's a guy. So he's like, girl, who cares about all that integrity? You better get this check. <laughs> and I was like, oh, but I feel bad, you know, because hashtag women and we have the feel. So, you know, I realized that resentment was going to keep building up and I felt like it was taking away from my role that I really wanted to be in my business. So I was determined for my business to take off. And I agreed with my husband. I didn't want to freak him out and have a fight about finances. He pays most of the bills. So it would be on him if my business didn't go well. And also throwing it and springing it on him actually made him feel a little bit panicked because now he's like, oh God, now I don't have to take on more responsibility. So he needed time to mentally prepare about the fact that he was going to probably have to pick up the slack if something happened, right? And that's what he was thinking. But to me, all I kept hearing from him was negativity. Like in my mind, it sounds like you don't believe in me, you know, because my mom was like, just go for it. If you're unhappy, I had a spiritual advisor at the time. She was like my spiritual guide. I loved her. Her name was Danielle. And Danielle had all these visions for me and everything that she said did definitely come true. But at the time, you know, I had just started seeing the spiritual person. I wasn't really doing anything spiritual prior. So this was all a new world to me. And she kept saying how successful I was going to be. And I felt like that was good. You know, I'm not a negative person. So I'm like, okay, if you see it, then I believe it, you know, whatever. So she saw that I was going to be okay. But even in one of our sessions really early on, maybe March or April of that year, she was like, I see you definitely being able to quit your job and being just fine, but I would wait for the pandemic, you know, to kind of cool down. Cause you know, pandemic started in March of 2020. And so I believed in that. And I was thinking, okay, I'm definitely going to just wait because my spiritual person sees that I should wait. 
But then here comes June, June 2020. I have a $16,000 a month. So not only did that shit on the <laughs> salary that I was making in corporate, but it also shitted on that goal of double the salary, right? I mean, $5,000 times two, that's only like 10 grand. To hit 16, I was like, I significantly killed that goal of making double my salary. I'm going to quit my job. <laughs> and this is the first big decision that I made that I feel like it was a little bit hasty because I had not done the traditional of saving multiple months of you know my income. My savings at the time may have been like 5,000, maybe 6,000 in my personal savings. I had a little bit of a 401k with you know waste management that might have had like 13, maybe 20 grand in it but you're not supposed to touch that. And then I had some stock with them. So the stock was probably worth like seven grand. So I was thinking in my mind, I'm like, I have a 401k, I have stock, worst comes to worst. I use the 401k money if something happens and then I'll build it up because I'm gonna be hugely successful. It's just, my mind never goes to just the negative things. It's always like, how can I make this work? My biggest piece of advice, if you decide that you wanna quit your job or you're trying to quit your job and go from corporate to just being an entrepreneur is you have to think positive and believe in yourself because if no one else believes in you, the least you can do is believe in yourself. Something that I learned, even from the last episode, if you haven't heard episode 26, Kyle was on the episode with me, Kyle Barry, and we talked about, cause she's a mindset coach, about how our brains need us to feed it positivity because whatever narrative that we speak to our brains is what it's going to believe. It doesn't know the difference between reality and fantasy. So if you're telling it, I'm going to be hugely successful, I am hugely successful, it's going to be like, okay, you're successful. Let me make sure I'm maintaining that success. And so it's going to make sure that you're working hard toward that success and what it's going to be feeding you is positive vibes about how successful you are. It's going to blow your head up, right? But if you tell yourself, I don't think it's going to work out or it's probably not going to, what's going to happen to me if all of the what ifs. So the first piece of advice I want to give you is about stop discontinuing telling you all yourself all the bad negative what ifs. What if I don't always get clients was one of my thoughts at one point. What if I don't make enough money every single month to pay my bills? What's going to happen? What if I actually fail? What are people going to say when I have to crawl back to corporate? What are people going to say if I fail in my business? What are people going to think about me? How are they going to look at me? They're going to look at me as a failure. As a high achiever, previous athlete all my life, it's very difficult for me to fail I take it very, very badly. I don't like to lose. I'm extremely competitive. So for me, I'm competing against myself and my own success. I'm not competing with other people, but I'm very creepily competitive with myself. <laughs> I feel like sometimes I walk and I'm trying to walk faster than I walked you know, earlier that day. Like It's crazy how competitive, but any other competitive person gets it. I am literally always competing. I don't care what we're doing. Just know that in my mind, we're racing. <laughs> And so thinking about, gosh, what happens if I fail for a high achiever? Failure is literally not an option. I'm also a Capricorn. I have a lot of pressure coming in about success and making things happen and getting this business and working hard. All of those things are coming at me, but based on my personality type, it's all coming. <laughs> and so I need you to know that I get the, the, like the fear, the crippling fear of what would happen if I failed because you don't want to fail, because you cannot possibly fail. How will I stay in business is another thing that kept coming up for me. Will I be responsible enough to actually you know, show up every day without someone telling me I have to be there without like a boss? I will be the boss. It's not that I wasn't always responsible, but I think a lot of my responsible behavior comes from the fact of consequences. And 
usually the fact that there's someone else at the other end of that consequence. If I don't come home on time, mommy will spank me or I'm going to be in trouble. If I don't show up to school, the principal will call my family. I'm going to get in trouble. They're going to mark something in my permanent record. If I speed, a cop might pull me over. There's always someone at the other end of the consequence. But when you become an entrepreneur, the only one at the other end of the consequence is you. The consequence is you will not have money. <laughs> if you don't show up every day, you will go out of business. You will be most disappointed in yourself at the end of the day. You let yourself down. To have yourself be at the other end of the punishment sucks. It's actually a very unique spot to be in when you become an entrepreneur. Some things that I wish I had known then when I was thinking about quitting my job versus where I am right now today I wish I had known for sure that I was going to be fine. <laughs> I've been fine, y'all. I've been more than fine. I wish I had known clients will always come when you continue to build up a brand. And I believe in branding, by the way, because that's what I do. I believe in marketing because that's what I do. But when you're in the thick of building a brand and you see what that brand has become, it's crazy. It's a beautiful realization that I don't think everyone gets to have except entrepreneurs. It's like, damn, I made a real business. I talk with my mom all the time. Like sometimes I'm like, mom, I was busy all day today. I'm busy every week. She was like, I know I'm so proud because she gets it. I am busy every single week. You know what that means? I have a business, a successful business. I am busy. I am never without work. I am never without cause, without a project, without something to do. There is always something to do in my business and I get paid for most of it. So I have revenue generating activities that have to happen every single day, every single week, every single month. I have something to do that's generating revenue or contributing towards me making more money or continuing to be in business, continuing to be able to make an impact on people. I've built that. If we could just see into our futures, I know it would be easier if you could see into your future and you knew you would be okay, then you would just go for everything. But it's the stepping out on faith, stepping out on courage, leaning into your power, leaning into you know, the value that you bring and letting that be the only guiding thing that you have is very scary. I'm not very religious, but I do understand believing in something even if you don't see it. I couldn't see exactly how successful I would be, but I knew I would be. Some form of success was going to happen for me. And although there was a brief moment of the what ifs, that really didn't last very long. Because if I'm being quite honest, when you're in the thick of running a business now for survival, you don't really have time to think about the what ifs that are negative. All you have to do is think about all of the things you have to get done so that you do stay in business so that those failures are not even a possibility. So I wish I had known for sure with absolute certainty that I was going to be okay and I had some sort of crystal ball to tell me that. I also wish I had known that there were naturally going to be seasons, different seasons of success in my business. This is something that I don't think is spoken about or talked about enough, but there are definitely seasons in business. Yeah, I just don't think that online business owners are as privy to the fact that there are going to be seasons as someone that say is like a brick and mortar retail store. Retailers know that there's going to be seasons, right? They know, okay, Halloween's coming up. Let's put out the Halloween candy in like September. We have so much Halloween stuff out, y'all. It's the beginning of September. Halloween is a minute away. <laughs> 
you know, right after Halloween, you know, we're going to see a bunch of Christmas stuff popping up, even though Thanksgiving is coming up first. You know, that always happens. These companies know, they know that Black Friday is going to be big and that's probably the best time of the year for them. So they better get their sales right. But for online business owners, if you have like a service and you're online, you don't realize that there's going to be seasons too. So something I wish I had known before I quit my job is that there were going to be very high, you know, peak seasons and there could be some low seasons. So for me, I recognize that, you know, January and February is a very low season and, you know, the summer is also like a lower season than usual. So people are less excited or ready to buy because they're ready to vacation, especially this year, because we had a whole summer of COVID and scariness and masks. And this summer we were actually able to take our masks off and do a little bit more and feel safer with our, you know, vaccines and everything. And so I think this was a very unique summer, but now I recognize that summer is a little bit of a lower time because people aren't trying to do that. So I would do something a little less heavy in the summertime and then dive into heavy things, you know, afterward or right before. I didn't realize that though, because January of last year, it didn't matter how much I was making. I was just happy to make anything. And then January of this year, it's like, oh, wow, I depend on this income and this is what it is. So something that I want you to kind of think about is that that's going to happen in business. And so you need to be prepared for that. You need to be prepared for the possibilities of low seasons and not let that get you so down that you don't look forward to when it picks back up and you give up during the time when it sucks. Because that's very, very easy to do. It's very easy to look at a down season and be like, oh, my business is failing. This is what I was afraid of. And then to keep spiraling downward. It takes a strong, courageous person to live in the moment of, man, this is a down season. And to take that time to regroup or do some back end stuff and then come back for peak seasons and have it on and popping. To still come and show up on social media during those low seasons, showing up. So that when high season comes back, people are still recognizing you and you're still relevant. We're too quick to give up when it gets hard. You know, we're too quick to give up when things aren't going our way, when goals aren't met. But as an entrepreneur, you have to get over that. You have to move on. You have to get better. You cannot give up just because it's harder. That's just when you're supposed to keep working hard. Get over it is what I try to tell people. And I know, again, that's a very Capricorn trait to just be like, hey, it is what it is. Let's move on. Let's see what we can do better. We're very hardworking no matter what's happening. Perseverance is our middle name. It doesn't matter how much I fail or not do well. I'm just going to pick it back up and figure it out. I know that not everyone can do that, but you need to learn how. You need to learn how to push through the difficult so that you can enjoy the fun and the beauty of all the hard work that you put in. What else do I wish I had known prior? I wish I had been better at looking at numbers in my business and kind of forecasting. I think a lot of what makes entrepreneurship so scary and makes you very apprehensive and cautious is because you actually aren't doing enough to document the numbers. You don't have enough facts in front of you. And I think the more facts you can give yourself on what works well, what doesn't, what analytics, looking at analytics about things that are performing well, where your time is spent, how well you're managing your time, the results that you're getting, your schedule, what works best for you, but also just, you know, the numbers. Okay, how much money do I need? When should I be doing launches? 
you know, how many, you know, deposits do I expect at this particular time? Because based on that, that means I need to do another launch or I can supplement my income with X, Y, and Z. Like you need to be actually looking at all of that stuff and then forecasting because now I've been in business for a year. So now next year I'll have so much data because I'll have year over year data. I think part of the problem for me is that I just didn't have any of that data to really look at. It's only September. Most of this year, I didn't have data to, to kind of look back on because I didn't start business until really July of last year. So up until July, I didn't have previous data. But now coming into next year, 2022, I have all this data. You have to be looking into the data. And then how I want to end this kind of conversation is talk to you about like how I prepare to quit and then some things to consider about when is the right time to quit. And then I'll kind of give you one little update about how things are now. So let's kind of go in that order. So when is the right time? I think the right time to quit is when you are resentful, you know, in corporate. I don't think that it's helping anybody for you to resent them. (laughs) When you start to get resentful is when you need to start to make your plan to leave, right? I think you know it's time for you to quit when your business is actually making money and it's making that money consistently, And it's making enough money for you to cover what you were getting salary-wise, its expenses as a business, and enough for you to pay taxes. When you're able to make that consistently for a few months and you've proven to yourself that there's a pattern, I think it's safe to quit your job. It's safe to quit your job when you have built up some level of success. I wouldn't quit my job prior to that. One thing that I wish I had known beforehand is when is the right time to quit your job? And it should be when you're not strapped for cash. I can safely say that that's when I did it. I would have been a little bit more responsible and had that savings ahead of time. I think a great time to quit your job is when you've saved. But how to prepare for quitting your job is to think and consider and make sure you know the numbers first. I knew that I needed to make double my salary in order for me to stay afloat, have profitability, and also be happy. And so I always knew that I had to have a five-figure month. It always had to be a five-figure month. So that was always my goal. I think I have my goal right now is at $20,000 a month. And so that's where I'm going to keep it for a little while. But my next goal is $30,000 a month. And so having that in mind, I can then easily kind of plan out what it's going to take to get there. And I can track my success. So knowing that I needed to make at least $10,000 a month was actually made it easy for me because that's all I needed to worry about. And so that's what I cared about in my business when I quit. I was like, okay, I'm prepared to quit because I'm making at least that. Some other things to know and to prepare for quitting is make sure that if you need to get recommendations from people at your job, you're already considering who's going to be an advocate for you. How are you going to start turning things over? How are you going to you know, relinquish responsibilities? When are you going to put in your notice to them so that you can help them prepare, especially if you were an important part? I was an integral part of my department because I was a regional manager. So what I did covered, it was just me for three states for waste management. I cover a very specific role and I cover that for three states. I covered it for, you know, North Carolina, South Carolina and and Georgia. And so I knew that I needed to make sure that they had enough of a heads up that they could prepare for the fact that their main person for this role is going to be gone. But the right time to quit is when you believe in yourself that it's, that you're capable of doing it and you've aligned and set up your business so that you can safely quit and you'll be okay. I would never quit my job if I was strapped for cash because it just doesn't make any sense because what that's going to do is be a distraction. Now you're so stressed out. You're desperate for clients. You're taking on whoever. Now you resent your business because what you don't want to do is get into a position where now you're so pressed that you have to take on anybody because then that puts you back into a position to actually still have resentment 
Now it's not towards your employer, it's toward the clients and they're your bread and butter. So you don't want to resent them, but it's very easy to do so when they're a nightmare and you don't want to have to work with nightmare clients out of desperation. So how are things now in my business? So looking back over the last full year, I would say that business is going extremely well. I am extremely proud and grateful at what I've been able to accomplish. I hired an employee. I launched this podcast. I've launched, you know, two dream programs since then, actually three, my VIP day, my mastermind and revolutionary brand all launched since I quit my full-time job because that all happened after July. I launched the mastermind in September of 2020. I launched revolutionary brand in December of 2020 and I launched booked out CEO like privately. I got my first client in March of 2021. And so I've accomplished a lot in that time. I launched my first course, my mini course from binge to profit. So your girl is happy. I was getting speaking engagements all this time. I've been getting paid for guest coaching. A lot has happened for my business in that time frame. So I just want you to know that it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. If you were already okay before quitting, you will be okay even after you quit. Because I think that that's the thing. It's like what changed between quitting and not quitting is just the fact that you no longer have another job to go to. So when you look at it that way and stop being like, well, now I'm working for myself. Well, why are you making it a thing? It needs to be, now I'm working for myself. Cool. Now I have even more time to be successful. I was already successful when I didn't have any time. And now I'm definitely going to be successful now that I have the time. That needs to be your attitude because that's the truth. The reality is now you have even more time to dedicate to your business. So if you can hit your income goal when you have half the time to do it, then you know you're going to kill a game when you have double the time. So then look at it like that and be happy, be grateful. I am very grateful even when I had the lows. I still am grateful seeing that I've made my way out of those lows and I still survived. You become more resilient and more proud of yourself the longer you stay in business. And that's something that I'm going to give myself a pat on the back and be grateful for every day is that my business not only survived, but I survived. I made it. I got some boundaries and I did get a lot of those freedoms that I wish I had. And I have to look back on like some wins. Like I've had a couple of months where I've made, you know, 20 plus thousand dollars since quitting my full-time job. It's crazy because I would have never gotten that in corporate, you know? Mostly, I would say nine out of the 12 months have been five-figure months for me. I told you low season. So January, February, we're not five-figure months. And I think I might've just had another one, maybe for August or July. One of those months I didn't. I don't think I had a five-figure month. It was really close though. It was annoying. Anyway, (laughs) summer. So I know my seasons now. So I feel like what I came out on the other side knowing is that there are seasons. Now I know my seasons to have only three bad months and what I consider bad because someone making like eight, nine thousand dollars that's not a bad month for the average person. For me, I was pissed. But for the average person, they're like, girl, be happy. So just think about that. I know that in a full 12 month period, I only have three months of low seasons. I can easily make those up and figure that out. The $20,000 months made that up. I didn't need $20,000 at the time. I want it now. I need it now. But at the time when I was getting it, I didn't really need it. So I'm like, okay, that actually makes a lot of sense. So you got to think about the positives. 
like I was able to do like staycations. I've been able to travel for fun, for leisure. I've traveled for my business. I've been able to do all of that working for myself. That's something to be like excited about. I've been able to invest in myself. I've been able to do what I want. I have a great schedule. I stuck with the schedule. Like I'm, I've been a responsible human being, even though I love sleeping. That's something to be proud of. My marriage is still working. <laughs> That's something to be proud of. All of these things are something to be proud of. So I hope that as you start to think about quitting your full-time job, that you're proud of even what you've already done. And if it's time, it's time. Pull the damn Band-Aid off. I was so happy and nervous at the same time putting in my notice at my job. But then once it was done, it was like, well, now you got to make the business work. It just made me work harder in my business. If you're already working hard, you're going to only work harder anyway. So you're going to be fine. I hope me sharing my story today kind of makes you feel better about either you, maybe you just quit your job just to tell you that there's hope. It's okay. And if you were thinking about quitting your job and you're on the border, but you're definitely doing okay in business, girl, go ahead and quit that job. See you next week. If you love this episode as much as I have, then subscribe to the Revolutionary CEO Podcast on iTunes and leave me a review to let me know what you enjoyed the most. For premium pricing and branding tips and training, or to show my guests and me some love, connect with me on Instagram. I'm at Atelier Letitia. That's A-T-E-L-I-E-R-L-A-T-E-S-H-A. Talk to you next week.